Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 146. What's alignment got to do with it? Um, this one's going to be from a trade magazine. happens to be called Brakes and Front End. And it's going to be an article I'm going to be reading. And what this has to do with is, uh, well, uh, besides the title of it, What's Alignment Got to Do With It? The subtitle is, Proper Alignment Has Everything to Do With ADAS Features As the Vehicle's Alignment Directly Interacts With All of Its Advanced Features. So this one's going to be talking about from, you know, this is written for shop owner and or technician. It's not real technical. Um, You know, I just, I thought it was worthwhile to make a podcast out of this one because it does talk about, how, uh, you know, wheel alignment is going to become a lot more important as more and more cars come out there with some kind of advanced driver assistance systems. In other words, autonomous vehicles or semi-autonomous, whatever the case may be. Um, There's, you know, I've done obviously a number of uh, episodes previously in regards to different aspects of ADAS vehicles, and you're certainly uh, encouraged to go back through the list and uh, you can listen certainly to some other of the different uh, podcasts I've done. So this again, this is from a trade journal called Breaks and Front End. The author is Mitch Becker, so I want to give him uh, proper credit. And a couple quick commercials. If you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motorworks Podcast. And if you go to uh, podbean.com, which is the main uh, distributor of this podcast, and do a search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks Podcast, you'll come to the main homepage on that. Upper right-hand corner, there's a a link for Become a Patron. And if you'd like to subscribe and and help out the podcast financially, I'd really appreciate it. I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less. You can do more. It's up to you. Uh, one of the advantages that, that buys you, so to speak, is I've made about 12 to 15 of the podcasts only available uh, as through the subscription. Okay, And so uh, the ones that I picked are ones that specifically, if you apply the information that I provide you in your automotive life, so to speak, uh, there's no doubt in my mind you can save yourself thousands, if not maybe even tens of thousands of dollars, and hopefully some uh, you know headaches along the way or frustration in regards to car repair and so on and so forth so check that out i'd appreciate it if you subscribe um so let's let's get at this one uh, in front of us here in a world full of vehicles that have ADAS features and the trust that more drivers are putting in these safety advancements proper operation of all components is more important than ever the novelty phase of autonomous driving and driver assist features in today's new vehicles has worn off The ADAS features have become a viable force in the way people trust their vehicles to assist them when they need it most. A good example would be your own habits. How many of you are turning your head to look in your blind spot? How many of you just look in the mirror and check to see if the light is on? It's funny how easily people will accept and adapt to something that makes everyday life a little easier. The ramifications become apparent when that trust becomes dependent on the features. If by some circumstance they fail to perform, who will be to blame? The driver? The OEM? The shop? The insurance company? Interesting thoughts. 
I'm willing to bet somewhere, somehow, we'll be learning the answer to that question soon. I've always said, 12 people who could not get out of jury duty will decide the direction of an industry. The only protection we as an industry have in this type of predicament is to do the repair correctly and validate that we did so. It, all, it, it is also the responsibility we have to the consumer who has entrusted us as an industry with the safety of their family. It seems simple, but there is resistance by some in our industry to all the procedures recommended or required to be done to repair a vehicle correctly and validate it was done correctly not just in the world of electronics, but all aspects of repairing today's vehicles. One of those procedures is vehicle alignments. How does an alignment affect new electronics such as ADAS features? Where does the shop need to be concerned? What's an alignment got to do with ADAS? The basics. First, let's break down some basics. ADAS has many features to assist drivers or actually take control of the vehicle when a parameter is met. Depending upon the level of advancements in a particular vehicle, these responses rely on the fact that the vehicle is correctly communicating and aligned with all sensors to indicate where the vehicle is in relationship to the roadway. This is accomplished through cameras and radars and the forces and environment the vehicle is experiencing through G4 sensors and ABS. All of these inputs produce the desired output from the vehicle for the event the vehicle is sensing. The vehicle does not, does not know you're in danger. It just reacts to inputs it's being given. So, the phrase in computers and electronics of garbage in equals garbage out comes into play. If the vehicle is not correctly calibrated to all inputs, the output may not be the desired result. That's the human driving portion of ADAS features. The electromechanical power driving features and parking features adds even more complexity to the process of repairing and validating that the repairs are done and calibrated correctly. With all the sensors and controllers compensating for roadway, roadway changes, it doesn't make boy, it doesn't take much deviance from OE specs to produce an incorrect input that will affect one of these features. The simple complaint of my car seems to be pulling to the left now becomes a much larger diagnostic process to find out the root cause. There is no light or DTC, which means diagnostic trouble code, by the way, to guide you on something not being aligned correctly. We know all the sensors need to be correctly aimed on the vehicle's structure to see down the road and in the correct zone of view to function correctly. Even a slight deviation will have an influence on the operation of the ADAS features. Another factor is the vehicle needs to be aligned to steer correctly in certain modes of operation such as lane to keep assist, lane departure, parking assist, and backup cameras. The validation that the steering wheel angle sensor is correct to vehicle alignment is a major component to the safe operation of these systems as well as normal driving. This leads the focus to four-wheel alignments being required to validate that all components are aligned correctly. Alignments. An example would be a vehicle with lane keep assist. An alignment issue has created a slight pull to the left. This is steering the vehicle to the center line of the lane of traffic the vehicle is in. The vehicle lane keep assist is correcting constantly to bring the vehicle back to center. Not only is the driver being annoyed by having to keep correcting or putting pressure on the wheel to stay in the center, 
but due to the frequency of the corrections, the vehicle is indicating to the driver to stop and take a break as the vehicle is sensing that the driver is wandering in the lane. Oh boy. There is also a danger to this constant pulling to center. If you've ever operated a vehicle in this mode, you may have experienced the moment you as a driver begin to correct your position in the lane and the vehicle corrects itself to at the same time. This overcorrection can be a little startling for a driver. Now, picture this happening on an icy road or snow conditions for a driver who isn't prepared for it. Another example is using the backup camera that all vehicles now come equipped with. The camera and computer that uses the wheel's angle to track the vehicle's directions are dependent on the vehicle's alignment. A steering wheel or backup camera that is out of alignment may cause improper performance of the vehicle. It is no longer just about adjusting camber, caster, and tow. It is the ripple effect an incorrect working component will have on the vehicle's features or safety systems. We as repair professionals must look at the entire picture versus having a new focus, excuse me, look at the entire picture versus having a narrow focus on a component. Calibration. Many vehicle manufacturers require that a calibration be done after a wheel alignment is performed. As mentioned before, it's critical to validate that all the vehicle sensors are in sync to the vehicle manufacturer's specifications as to how the vehicle is aimed and, a steering, and steering down the road as well as the attitude to the roadway, height and pitch or yaw angles. This is evidenced by some OEMs having prerequisites before a calibration is performed, such as the full tank of gas and a level surface. This seems like a nuisance to a shop, but it is, it is required step to validate to OE specs. I've seen demonstrations showing the difference in how the vehicle is aligned to the road when a vehicle has a full tank of gas versus a half a tank, and they prove that following the OEM's prerequisites is critical. For collisions that require a wheel alignment due to the damage, the alignment should be done prior to any calibration. What happens if the damage from the crash does not warrant a wheel alignment? This has perplexed the auto repair industry. Do we need to verify that the alignment is correct before doing a calibration? Regardless of the damage, some OEMs go far as to say that an alignment must be done prior to a calibration and even the calibrations need to be done on an alignment rack. An example would be the fairly straightforward procedure of replacing a grill on a vehicle. There is no damage to the suspension, but a calibration will be required. Is a wheel alignment called for? This depends on the OEM statements for their vehicles. I see both sides of this argument as to the necessity and price of repairing vehicles. I also see the argument of validating that the vehicle is operating correctly. Is the alignment a result of the incident or is this unrelated prior damage negating alignment cost to the third party? This is a complex question that is beyond my ability to give you advice as far as the legalities. You as a shop owner have to develop your own response. In doing some research on the mechanical repair industry, I found that when a calibration is called for after an alignment or even tire replacement, it is predominantly customer pay. Could customer pay be a bigger part in the collision industry for collision claims? Customer pays for unrelated services needed to complete repairs correctly. This may be a necessary conversation to have with vehicle owners before beginning repairs as more advanced features come into play. Summary. 
The vehicle's alignment directly interacts with all of the vehicle's advanced features. When to do an alignment is, is more the question. We know when damage from the crash requires it. When we do not verify an alignment before a calibration, we may have a successful calibration. So when the customer comes back with drivability issues, who is now responsible? That is something to think about. Proper alignment has everything to do with ADAS features. So that's the end of that article. And as you can see, you know, certainly from a, uh, you know, not just a car ownership and driving situation, but certainly from the shop standpoint, um, things are going to get a lot more uh, uh, complicated. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting because, you know, some manufacturers, like he says, some manufacturers require an alignment, other ones won't. I think for the for the shop itself to to try to get out from any liability or to certainly to do the job right and do the right job, um, you know they need to follow what the what the original equipment the OEM says for that particular car. Okay, and there are some I won't get into it, but there are some situations with ADAS calibrations where you're you're doing it, you know, through a factory website. And so you have to do it. I mean, it's step by step through their website. And there's things as you're doing it that are validated. In other words, they now have a record that a shop did such and such, you know, certain calibrations on a particular day at a particular time. The car was there. The car is plugged in to your, the computer. And obviously it's communicating with the factory at that level. And um, if it's not done right and the calibration's not completed, then, you know, it's not going to get an okay as far as that, yes, the calibration has been done properly. And so, you know, some OEMs are going to be willing to step up to the plate and take responsibility for stuff. And other ones, uh, you know, obviously, if the independent repair shop doesn't do the job right, that's certainly not the OEM's fault. You know, it's not their responsibility. So, Ultimately, what's going to end up happening is it's going to drive up the cost of car repairs, uh, at least with these different systems as they become more online, so to speak, and there's more of them available out there. And, and obviously, as we ultimately get to level five or true autonomous cars, there's no driver inputs, uh, it's going to become even more critical. So I hope you found this one interesting, just kind of food for thought, keep you informed of what's going on out there. And um, I appreciate you listening. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn. And so, uh, like I say, I, th I thought this was a worthwhile one to do. Um, you know, there's definitely, hopefully, people find it kind of interesting stuff, what's going on out there. And like I say, it's not something you're not going to typically read that too much, like in, you know, consumer reports or something like that, because, again, this is a trade magazine, so it's, written more towards shop owners and technicians so you kind of get to see or hear about sort of the things we have to deal with in regards to repairing your car so maybe hopefully it kind of helps you to understand more of the process and what's going on so i appreciate your time appreciate you listening hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow thank you again thank you for listening to this episode it's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.